Hello and welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for April 17, 2007. From Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Warner, joined, by, as always, by the members of our Orlando team, including Bob Varley, Julie Martin, Corey Martin, Kevin Close, and John Magi. In this week's show, we'll tell you about the top news stories on the Diz, including the recently announced changes to Spaceship Earth at Epcot, and a rumor short interest any hardcore Harry Potter fan. We also have some more information on Epcot's Flower and Garden Festival, including my thoughts on the new Grand Fiesta Tour at the Mexico Pavilion. And John Magi is going to discuss some of the special events that Dreams Unlimited has planned aboard the Disney Magic for one of the upcoming Mediterranean cruises next month. All that plus Roundtable Rapid Fire and your emails on this edition of the Diz Unplugged Roundtable. Now before I get started, um, I want to say a special hello to a, a listener that I had the pleasure of meeting uh, at Epcot this past weekend. Uh, Walter and I had gone over to check out Flower and Garden Festival on Saturday, and I always, the first thing I do when I walk in Epcot, I always go on Spaceship Earth. I just force a habit. I love it. But uh, as I'm getting on, I had my Diz Unplugged t-shirt on, and as I'm getting on, this woman stops me and goes, oh, I listen to that show every Tuesday. This is the first time this has happened, by the way. And I was, I was taken aback. I was shocked. I, first of all, I had forgotten I was wearing the shirt. And uh, this is uh, Anita Frizzola and her family from Oxford, Massachusetts. So I wanted to make sure I said a special hello to you guys. We're actually going to be sending you out some, uh, some T-shirts for you and your family. And I also picked up a little something-something to say thanks for listening. So um, just wanted to make sure I said, uh, said hello to her. It was just really cool. It made my day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It made my day. It was just a fall. You know, it was, just, it was so weird. It yeah. was just so cool. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's the first time that's happened. So that was kind of neat. So it was real nice meeting you, Anita, and your family. So thanks for listening to the show. I'm sure she was just as excited to meet you. It was really, it was really cool. Yeah, it was really cool. I just, I don't know. It surprised me. I wasn't expecting it. I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> I, I think she thought I was like freaked out. I really wasn't. <laughs> she probably thought you were Justin Timberlake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I, I get that all the time. <laughs> I'm Justin Timberlake's fat old twin. <laughs> uh, all right. And with that, <laughs> we will get started with the news. Our number three story this week, if you have an extra $1,500 laying around, you can buy yourself a ticket to the world premiere of the Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End Movie at the Disneyland theme park on May 19th. The event is a benefit for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. The goal of the evening is to raise $3 million for the organization, which provides wishes to children facing life-threatening illnesses. Now, the Disney Corporation is underwriting the full cost of the event so that all the money raised will go directly to Make-A-Wish and big props to Disney on that. I think that's really cool yeah, they're doing that. Great. The ticket will include admission to the park, thank goodness, uh, along with access to Big Thunder Mountain, Haunted Mansion, Indiana Jones, Jungle Cruise, Pirates of the Caribbean, and Splash Mountain. The evening also includes a buffet dinner at a pre-screening party, which will be held all around the park. And of course, you'll get to watch the film, the premiere of the movie, in a specially designed outdoor amphitheater. On the rivers of America, I'm willing to go. Kevin is Kevin is. I volunteer if, you, if the Diz would like to send me. Send Only because admission is included. If we had to fork up another forty or fifty bucks to get you in the park, right. well, you know, uh, I'll tell you. Off. You know, and you can probably have no trouble getting the fifteen hundred dollar tickets. Try and get in a hotel room at Disneyland. That's the challenge anymore. I mean those those hotels are packed constantly, packed constantly. So. So if you have anything, you know, if you have money laying around that you're not doing anything with, it's going to a really good cause. Yeah, $15, was, you said, right? Yeah, right. 1500 
Fifteen hundred dollars cool. per person. Yeah, I think that's really, really neat that they're that they're doing something like that with this. Make a wish. Because yeah. I think in last week's show we said, you know, if you, you need to get to the park early if you want to see the red carpet, that ain't going to happen. If you want to see the premiere, you're going to have to fork out the fifteen hundred. You they're shutting the park down. Yeah. Early, so uh, we did we did misspeak last week when we said that you could kind of be there for the red carpet event. The well, you could last year. Last year, but yeah. not this year. Yeah, I'd right. rather see it go to a good organization. Yeah, I think that's a great way. Yeah, that's a great way to do it. I think that's a great way to do it. So, big props to Disney on uh, on that raising that money for uh, Make a Wish, and I'm sure they'll get their three million and then some. So, all right, our number two story: a long overdue rehab of Spaceship Earth at Epcot is scheduled to take place over the next several months. Disney announced last week that each scene of the attraction will be changed or updated. Including the, including the addition of some new scenes, updated lighting, scenery, set decoration, musical score, and narration. The first of these enhancements will appear later this month to include the addition of a globe measuring 20 feet in diameter that will, quote, display an ever-changing collage of inspirational images that will invite guests to imagine the wonders of tomorrow. Only Disney can come up with crap like that. <laughs> um, I Don't hate, they have that I in hate reading it. I hate reading it. It's just so cheesy. But <laughs> that's. I hope they don't take out the sleeping monk. I hope not either. I, I tell you, I, I, I've always loved Spaceship Earth. It's one of my. It was the first attraction I ever rode at Disney. My very first time ever going to Disney. Epcot was my first park. Spaceship Earth was my first attraction, and you know I love it. But it does need to be updated. That's why Walter and I went on. And we're kind of looking at it and like, well, yeah, this is. This really needs a, a fresh coat of paint. <laughs> I hope they don't take out the burning Rome smell either. Oh, I love the burning. I like Rome the Renaissance area, area when Michelangelo yeah. was paint, painting mm-hmm. the Sistine yeah, Chapel. Yeah, that was great. Um, that is, is it like all clicky? Like when they move, you can hear the animatronics. No, click. no, no. Like it's the tiki not. birds got. Remember that? No, no, it's not like that. No, it's they not still that are. Bad. <laughs> you can still hear their eyes click. <laughs> now, these updates are going to happen in phases throughout the year. They're not actually going to be shutting down. From what I can understand, they're not going to be shutting down Spaceship Earth necessarily. They're just going to be doing this in phases, and a schedule, the scheduled completion is for early in 2008. Did you mention the interactive part of it? I had read that there's going to be an interactive thing. Right. The, the area, for those of you who remember Spaceship Earth the way it was when AT&T had sponsored it, they had the whole interactive area at the end of the ride when you got off, and that they kind of took out, and, and Siemens, the new, uh, the new sponsor of the attraction, is putting in a whole interactive area there, too, including... Um, creating a virtual body using the same technology that they use to do, uh, you know, like the computerized surgery when, when they're doing using computers to do surgery. It's the same technology that Siemens developed for that is going to be in there to kind of create like a virtual body and some real neat stuff they're going to be putting in there. So I go back even further than that. I go back when that used to be where you made your dining reservations for all of Epcot. You got to talk to a live cast member on a TV screen. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. They used to have the, uh, the two-way video. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. I remember that. I actually thought I read that the, the cars themselves were going to include an interactive screen, and you yeah, were going to like choose your ending to the ride or something. I, I read that too. Did that was Horizons. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. I loved Horizons. I I I, I, I it didn't matter what button you pushed. <laughs> you always got the same desert one. Yeah. <laughs> there was really only one. <laughs> I used to scream to other people in the car. Push the. Forest, and you always know, got the desert. <laughs> there, there had been talk before about turning that into a roller coaster, and I think Siemens had uh, said, "No, we leave it the way it is." The history of communication, update. right? I mean, it's always we could leave it the way it is and just go ahead and go faster. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a big drop at the end. 
<laughs> have a big drop at the end. <laughs> I Crap. think it should be more like Buzz Lightyear. You should be able to shoot the people in history. And get shoot, the, shoot the sleeping men. <laughs> oh, man. Good thing we're not we're... Imagineers. We'll fit a character in there somewhere. <laughs> Now, uh, our number one story this week while we're talking about uh, new attractions. Harry Potter fans may have something to cheer about if rumors about Universal's next expansion project are in fact true. According to Associated Content, Universal Studios Orlando is finalizing plans to add a Harry Potter area to one of their theme parks. Uh, now, according, this is an unconfirmed report, and it will have, the, the area will include many elements. Actually, the story on Associated Content says they're adding a new theme park. Our information is that they're going to be uh, redoing Lost Continent at Islands of Adventure, not adding a new theme park. Which is very appropriate. Which is very appropriate. And that this area will include many elements made famous in the film, like the Leaky Cauldron Pub, um, the ability to play Quidditch, uh, whatever, or Quidditch, whatever the, the game. You, what, you never watched Harry Potter? I Only the a- parts with Maggie Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love Harry Potter. I do too. I, I love Harry Maggie Smith. And like I said, uh, you know, what what this website is reporting is that uh, they're adding a new theme park, and they're actually, according to this website, they're adding a new hotel uh, themed yeah. around Hogwarts. Now we haven't heard anything about a new hotel, but on our discussion boards, uh, we've heard uh, the rumors now for a while that uh, the Lost Continent was going to be shut down, basically, and redone. In a Harry Potter theme, and we've we've heard this from a number of places uh, lately on our discussion board. A number of other websites reporting about it, and uh, it's uh, now. And also, according to this website, uh, Disney had apparently tried unsuccessfully to get the rights to Harry Potter in order to do something, and uh, they were unable to negotiate a deal. And Universal was able to step in. This is a a product of uh, J.K. Rowling, the author of the books, and uh, Warner Brothers, who who releases the films. And uh, before I forget, I want to mention, I want to say hello to Nigel Jukes from Wolverhampton in the U.K., who just sent me an email about this. Apparently news broke over there uh, this morning. We're recording this on Monday, the Monday before the show. So news broke over there this morning about it, and he sent me an email asking. So I wanted to uh, say hello to him because he's from Wolverhampton, and my brother-in-law and his family are are from Wolverhampton, so just wanted to say hi. As I'm waving, I'm on a radio mm-hmm. show, I'm waving. <laughs> um, the Lost Continent, that's where the Dueling Dragons right Lost is. Continent is Dueling Dragons, uh, the eighth voyage of Sinbad stunt show, which they could close any time now. <laughs> the Flying Unicorn. The Flying Unicorn. Um, Maybe and, that's where they'll show Equus. <laughs> Stop. Well, not the naked in. Harry Potter ride. Oh man, <laughs> they're not going to be taking dueling dragons away, huh? No, no, I, I no, no. I'm like freaking out. No, they'll never here. take dueling dragons. They away. may rename it. No, I think it fits. In, it does uh, fit. It'll fit in the whole. Yeah, the dueling dragons motif yeah. fits in fine with Harry Potter, as does the flying unicorn. Yeah, but the eighth voyage of Sinbad could go, and uh, oh, what's the other? Uh, uh, Journey to Atlantis. Poseidon's Fury. Poseidon's Fury, Journey to Atlantis. I'm thinking of SeaWorld, sorry. Um, Poseidon's Fury, which is another one I think there. It has a very cool effect, but it is the most complicated thing ever in a theme park. You get in there and you don't know what's going on. The guy comes in and he's talking to you and you're like, what is going on? And we had a narrator one day, and I won't tell you where she was from, but she had a very heavy accent. (laughs) <laughs> the entire group of us stood around going, what did she say? <laughs> yeah, I, it's not one of my 
That section of the park, I think, is probably one of the most brilliantly themed areas in any theme park I've ever seen. But I think they missed the boat with that Eighth Voyage of Sinbad stunt show and Poseidon's Fury. Just, it just is not. Now, you know what effects I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, in in Poseidon's Fury. I think those are wonderful. I mean, they do, they do a decent job, but, you know, I just don't, like I said, I just don't think it's a, I think they could do a lot better. And I think buying in, you know, buying into the Harry Potter uh, franchise, being able to get their hands on the Harry Potter franchise. And from what I understand, the reason they were able to get their hands on this franchise was because they're given J.K. Rawlings a chunk of the, chunk of the admission fee. Yeah. She's very protective of that also. She now, should be. Smart woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very protective smart, of that. Smart woman. I think, I think the announcement is all being held up with them signing the deal. Signing the deal, yeah. And, so, uh, and, then these are all, and these are all rumors. We have nothing confirmed at this point. We've been hearing about, as I said, we've been hearing about this on our discussion boards for a while. It's getting stronger. We have this other website, that just re- this associated content website that just released uh, their information on it. Like I said, they're saying it's a new theme park. And that's not what we're hearing. That doesn't mean we're right, but that's not what we're hearing. So I just think it's it, it should be really, really cool. It should be really, really cool, you know. And, and Universal can pull it off. You know, they did a great job with Islands of Adventure. We'll see what they can do with uh, with something like this. So, all right, that's going to do it for the news for us this week. If you have any comments on our show or questions for our team or things you'd like to hear us talk about, please let us know. Just send us an email to podcast at wdwinfo.com. Or visit our podcast homepage, podcast.wdwinfo.com, and fill out the feedback form. We do love hearing from you, and even if we don't get to your email on the show, our producer, Regina Hendricks does answer most of the emails that we receive, so she tries to, we try to get your questions answered one way or the other. And uh, if you have a specific question on something, please, by all means, go ahead and send it in to us. And uh, I also want to thank everybody who's been giving us such great reviews on iTunes. Um, it's been a big change from the reviews we were getting when our show first launched last year. Oh, yeah. And uh, we've been all working really, really hard to make the show unique. Uh, and we try listening to all the feedback we get and incorporate that into the show. So thanks to everyone who wrote a, wrote a review for us. And we're really happy that you're enjoying the show. And I can really tell you that we are all having a, I think I speak for everybody here, we're having a great time uh, bringing it to you each week. So Definitely. Cool. All right, with that, we will go ahead and move on to our rapid-fire segment. And who would like to start this week? I will. Oh, Ms. Martin. You brown noser, you. <laughs> yes, I was. <laughs> I was the person everyone hated. <laughs> and proud to put that in the past tense. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I'm not in school anymore. Graduated. No, uh, <laughs> I have some news about Disney offering gowns for princess brides. They are offering a new line of character-inspired bridal gowns that are aimed at women who want to look and feel like Cinderella on their big day. There are 34 gowns that were designed by... Jilted and f- shoeless? <laughs> what does that mean? What? When she got married, she had on a gorgeous white dress. Oh, on her way. I thought you were talking about at the ball gown. Jilted and shoeless. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> oh man <laughs> Kevin's speechless oh, man. We have a joke <laughs> what, There have? are we have, we have a joke An ongoing joke Do you ever ride the monorail And they, as they get to the magic No I've never, never ridden the monorail, monorail. <laughs> We've never <laughs> been on it John Tell us more <laughs> What is that like When you're on the monorail And you're approaching the magic kingdom And they start talking about All the things that are going on And you pass Um 
they, they were doing the Cinderella show at the castle at that time, and they said, learn what it's like after Happily Ever After. And we would always chime in and say, it's single motherhood <laughs> performing at the Magic Kingdom Daily. What <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh happens my. after? <laughs> jaded old queen. We are. <laughs> we are a jaded old queen. Now, would you please let this poor woman finish her rapid fire Back seven. to the princess gowns. <laughs> there are 34 different gowns that were designed by um, Kirstie Kelly. I'm, I'm assuming. Is that right? Kirstie? Yeah. Looks, looks right. They were inspired by the princesses from the Disney films like Sleeping Beauty, Beauty and the Beast, and Cinderella, of course. They're going to range in price from $1,500 to $3,000. They're hoping to um, get the older married couple's money, people there who would be paying for their own celebration. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that'll be successful. Cool. Thank you. Mr. Varley. I have something uh, that's... Dealing with celebrations, and they're having the uh, Crisco 2007 Great American Pie Festival downtown. Celebration meaning the town. Celebration the town. There's only one of them. Yeah, it's not celebrations. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Anyway, uh, it's this coming Saturday, April 21st, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m., and then Sunday, April 22nd, noon to 5. And you'll be able to taste all the different kinds of pies they set up booths all over the uh, downtown area. Hmm. And uh, there's also going to be a pie baking contest over at uh, Sheridan Safari on, I I think it's Friday. And uh, it's $8 for adults, $6 for seniors over 65, and $4 for children 5 to 10. Right, so if you don't do enough housework when you're at home, please come on down on vacation and bake some pies over the Sheridan. <laughs> well, no, they have teams that come in and do that, but you can go and watch that if oh, okay. you wanted to. Tell me more about the Crisco party at Celebration. Crisco party. <laughs> Easy. And they're also having the... Uh... Okay, John is just tearing apart everybody. On I'm telling you. He's up in a whirlwind today. These are, he's just he's like, these are funny stories. John's in a, John's in a rare mood today. Have to do let let poor Bob finish. I'll stop. The, the Ferrari Club is also having their fourth annual uh, celebration of Exotic Car Festival, and that's to benefit Make-A-Wish, and that's downtown in uh, celebration. Downtown celebration. The same weekend. So... So go see Ferraris and pies. Pies and Ferraris. <laughs> throw, throw pies at Ferraris. And, and, and or pie really fast. <laughs> cool. Cool. That's something different to do. Celebration is a really... Uh, Kevin and John are going to talk a little bit more about it later. So but Celebration is a great place. If, you, uh, uh, if you've never been over there, it's, really, it's, a, it's not too far from Disney property. And it's a really interesting little town. So. All right, for me, um, even though we talked about this a few weeks ago, I'm going to mention it again for anybody who's going to be here over Mother's Day. Um, there is a Mother's Day brunch going on at Epcot on May 13th. Uh, price is $45.99 plus tax for adults, $19.99 for children ages 3 to 9. Menu includes fresh pastries, bagels, assorted breads, made-to-order omelet station, pasta station, assorted fresh salads, carved roast loin of beef, grilled salmon, roasted chicken, Potatoes, assorted desserts, all sorts of good stuff. So actually, I've gone ahead and I've booked that for uh, for my mom and my sister Lisa and uh, my brother Kevin Walter and I are going to be going over for that. Very nice. See what it's like. Um, so if you're going to be here for Mother's Day, 
that sounds like a really neat thing to do, especially with Flower and Garden Festival going on. It's just a you know perfect. It's a perfect environment for, for Mother's Day celebration. At, by that time, <laughs> Epcot should look really great. Epcot should be really lush. Yeah. I think it looked pretty good. I was over there this weekend. I really was impressed with how how nice it looked. But I agree with you guys about the rose garden. But we'll get we'll get into that. But uh, so uh, okay. May, Mother's Day, May thirteenth. If you have nothing else to do, I can't um, wait until I get to celebrate that too. Oh. Another holiday for me. Before <laughs> you get busy, and also and also, if you do want to book that, you need to book that in advance. It's running from nine a.m. to three p.m. and uh, you do have to pay for it. Uh, at the time of booking, oh, okay. and uh, <laughs> cancellations are forty-eight hours. You have to cancel at least forty-eight hours in advance, otherwise you lose your money. So, John, what do you got? Uh, I want to talk about the Dreams Villas of Orlando. We haven't had a chance to talk about it in a while. We're doing very well. We're very excited about um, the uh, people who have been staying there and giving us excellent feedback. Um, we've got some great pricing. Uh, the Dreams Villas of Orlando, in case you don't know, is. Uh, our foray into uh, providing accommodations for folks coming to Orlando. We uh, have units at the Villas at Seven Dwarfs Lane, which is, uh, in my opinion, one of the best communities we've seen. Yeah, it's a really nice area. In the Disney area. And we have uh, an introductory rate of $99 per night for a three-bedroom unit, $109 for a four-bedroom unit. And that's right through the middle of May if anybody's looking to stay soon. And also some uh, dates, a lot of dates in the fall have that rate as well. Um, People are asking us a lot of questions when they call. Uh, We are in a terrific location, five miles to either of the main gates of Disney, eight miles to uh, SeaWorld and Universal. Yes, you're going to need a car. There is no transportation provided, but uh, it's well worth it if you're here and you can have a car anyway uh free wi-fi in the rooms and if you book a seven night or more stay you get a uh, free membership to the sam's club which is right across the street from the subdivision so we're very excited about that we've been getting these are also these are fully stocked vacation homes you have everything in there fully loaded vacation homes anything you can ever need or want uh we include for those people who need it uh, a crib a high chair for kids and no extra cost there are 59 DVDs for you to watch. Wow. If you have a night when you just want to stay in and get fast food, there's 59 different titles. Cool. That's www.dreamsvillas.com if you want to come and stay. And I think this is great for people who are coming overseas. If you want to come and stay for a couple of weeks at a time, this is a great place to do it. You can stock your fridge. You can... Make your meals, save make, a lot of money. Make a pie, money. and you get to... Make a pie. And come <laughs> you really feel a little more like you're at home. Yeah, well, Crisco is in the room, correct? <laughs> <laughs> John, I, the, the pool area and the activity area is great at, at Seven Dwarfs also for your dream spillers. I agree. I think it's terrific. I mean, the units we have are close to all the amenities. Um, we're working really... What's really nice is because we're local... We actually have a chance to work really closely with the company that manages the whole property, and we just talked to the guy who's the property manager over there, and we had a concern that the pool was closing early. The pool was closing at 5 o'clock every day. What? Yeah. What they were doing is when the office staff from the uh, uh, rental pro- from the um, property management company were going home, they were locking the pool. So I had a talk with him, and I said, listen, you know, that, you've got people who are coming back from the park and want to be able to enjoy the pool. And so the they, hot tub. And the hot tub, excellent hot tub. 
and uh, we want them to be able to enjoy all that. So he's keeping the pool open later. So we, it's nice because we're here. We have their attention. We can go down there whenever we need to speak to them about something, get something fixed or looked at. So the pool is now open dawn to dusk. Cool. Excellent. And Kevin, what do you have? My rapid fire is that there's new signage on Hotel Plaza Boulevard. Each of the hotels is getting a sign. They're all going to be uniform as opposed to what they used to have. And one of the other things we've noticed is that they have now put up electronic... (laughs) (laughs) Easy for you to say. I'm going to start again. They have put up electronic signage for the downtown Disney parking area. Every lot has a number assigned to it, lots one through five. And as you approach downtown Disney from the Hotel Plaza area, the sign says parking lot one open, parking lot two open, parking lot three full. So depending on how the parking lot situations are going and what's going on in different areas of downtown Disney, you'll be able to tell from a glance where you'll find parking. I don't believe those full signs. I I drive right past I drive right past the full (laughs) sign, I always find a spot. Yeah, the heck with them. (laughs) (laughs) They're just trying to save a space for, for themselves. That's... Well, they're there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you, that's one of the worst areas for parking. Uh, downtown Disney can be a nightmare. You have to do the whole stalking thing. You oh, get going, where crazy. are you parked? Are you leaving? Yeah. It's kind of like Christmas time. Them. Christmas do you time want to ride? <laughs> You're like stalking them. Yeah, it is. It's like Christmas time at the mall. <laughs> so just something new to look for. Great. That's cool. Thank you, Kevin. Corey. Um, as requested, we're going to uh, go over some of the rehabs coming up from feedback. So if you have feedback, send it to us. We'll try to incorporate it into the show. Um, Epcot Maelstrom, which is the ride at uh, Norway, is closed from April 30th through May 24th. Um, La Cellier is going to be closed from May 14th through May 18th. The Haunted Mansion, the Magic Kingdom, is going to be closed from June 6th to September 12th. The Swiss Family Treehouse is going to be closed from April 30th through May 18th. Now, nothing really closed at Animal Kingdom or MGM. Well, actually, MGM, the Toy, Toy Story Pizza Planet Arcade is going to be closed from 5-7 through 5-19. But, you know, okay, that, that's minor. <laughs> the, it's uh, like that Swiss Family Robinson. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, now, that's one of my favorite movies. Yeah, when was the last time you climbed to the top of the plastic tree? <laughs> Probably last summer. Yeah, yeah. right. So on to, the, on to resorts. Um, Disney's Animal Kingdom, th- th- there's going to be the construction. At the Animal Kingdom Lodge? Animal Kingdom Lodge. There's going to be construction all the way through April 30th of 2009. So yes. guests, guests will hear construction going on during the daytime. Um, Disney's All-Star Movies, the Duck Pond Pool, is going to be closed from May 14th through May 31st. Now you can use the other two pools while this one's closed. So when... All-Star Music, the Calypso Pool, is going to be closed from April 25th through May 10th. All-Star Sports, the Surfboard Pool, and the Kitty Pool is going to be closed from August 27th through September 13th. Do you think that's because of an AFR? Yeah, AFR, Accidental Fecal Release. <laughs> <laughs> is, there any, is there any topic we're not going to touch this week? <laughs> Oh, for those who don't know, AFR, that's, that's like the code when... Uh, poop. Yeah, well, it's a, it's a poop yeah, code. Because, you know, it's not a Diz Unplugged <laughs> podcast unless we're talking about excrement, apparently. <laughs> we should have said poop. Oh, man. Let's see. Uh, Coronado Springs, Francisco's, which is the bar in the main uh, dining area, is going to be going through um, an expansion. 
through April 16th. Well, that's today, through October 12th. It's being expanded to include the Jumping Beans arcade space. So when it's open, it's going to be a bar, it's going to be a lounge, and it's going to be a cafe. Where is that? That's at Coronado Springs. Oh. And let's see. Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground. Hootie Doo is going to be, well, from September 4th through October 24th. It's going to be closed on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. They're redoing the floor. Um, But they'll have shows on Thursdays through Monday. Grand Floridian. 1900 Park Fair will be closed for refurbishment from July 9th through October 1st. During this time, the Grand Floridian Cafe will be hosting all the character meals. Um, Lunch at the cafe is temporarily discontinued. Will be temporarily discontinued during that. And that's basically it. We um, we, we always update this this page on our website, so check it out. Yeah, we're going to keep a permanent link now on the uh, podcast uh, page, the podcast main page, uh, to our our, our rehab. And... uh, now the the rehab of uh, haunted mansion has been piquing our interest now since we first heard about it. That uh, I, we've mentioned it in some previous shows, but um, we're wondering if they're not retrofitting uh, the haunted mansion. Oh, they're not. I've heard rumors. I've heard we're not getting the haunted mansion holiday. I've heard that what they're doing is they're. Re- the repairs that have been done in the recent past have been temporary band-aid kind of repairs just to keep it open and that the decision has been made to close it down for an extended period of time and really bring it back to its glory. Make everything new again. Clean up the soundtrack, clean up everything that's there, except the things that aren't supposed to be clean, (laughs) and just put it back in shape. But there's nothing that's really going to change. Well, I mean, that's good news. That's good news, but I was really hoping we were That's a long rehab. I, I, mean, st- I still think they're going to add the photo opportunity and gift shop at the end of it, but we'll see. You mean and take out the jam place? No. Oh, add, okay. Add something on to the Haunted Mansion itself. No, we'll see. We'll see. But, yeah, that's, I'm glad we have uh, some, some rumors about, about that because a, we were speculating quite a bit. I could be wrong. It's a rumor. But we'll find out. We'll find out. And that'll do it for Rapid Fire this week. Um, before we uh, before we move on, I want to talk just a little bit about uh, as, as I mentioned earlier, I was over at uh, Flower and Garden this past weekend, and park looks park looks fantastic. Park looks absolutely fantastic. I think they did a great job. Mm-hmm. Um, but I went and I, I did the Grand Fiesta tour at Mexico. I got to <laughs> tell you, I'm, yeah. what a what a chumpy rehab that was. Really, I'm really disappointed. This is this is this was the Imagineering equivalent of a coat of cheap white paint. All they did, the only thing they did was change the filmed elements. That's it. Yeah. Those are the only things that changed. The filmed elements, they threw it, They threw the characters in to kind of give it some kind of basic plot line. And I, I really, you know, the people that bring you Expedition Everest can't come up with something. Can't, can't, I don't know. They, I just think they could have done, a, done more to it. The only things that changed were the filmed elements and, and, you know, they add the characters and, you know, okay, so maybe it's a little more appealing for kids. I'll give it that, that it's probably more appealing for kids. But if you're going out of your way, I just wanted to let everybody know, if you're going in there expecting some kind of major change to this, it's not it's at not, all. Nope. A couple and, of signs change. <laughs> those yeah. rides and those pavilions in Epcot are not supposed to be appealing to kids. 
Those are parents' payback for the kids making them go on other rides. Come on, we're going to go see the Canada film. But that's, but that's always been one of. <laughs> yeah. That's always speaking of which, Disney has to take that off their whole hold music, or I'm going to put a bullet through my head. <laughs> the O Canada song. It is annoying. Oh my lord! Now the, I, I think you know part of the problem is is that you know one of Epcot's big issues is that it's not very appealing to kids, right? Um, and they're doing anything they can to you know add these elements in. And I'm not saying that's necessarily a bad thing, but I think they could have done more, they could have been more creative with what they did with uh, with that particular attraction at Mexico. Because, you know, heaven knows <laughs> that that restaurant is certainly nothing to write home about. That's you know, That food is about one step above frozen dinner. Yeah, um, you're right. And it's all environment. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's all environment. That's what you're paying for. They did put a Donald Duck pinata in there on the as a tour did you see that who, yeah who I, was I, a swing of baseball bat at donald I, well, <laughs> I just thought it was funny that they had the well, donald yeah. duck pinata in there you know the screens looked good you know and, and no the film absolutely was they updated the film and 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 got a general storyline to go through it that, that was fine i did go back this week because i was concerned about the handicap accessible and it looks like from the opening days they've kind of straightened it out so that you can go down, and the walkway is wider or wide for going in the entrance, and not yeah, having was... and not having to go down the exit. It seems like they there's a workaround for that. So I think they straightened that out. But there's still at the bottom of the ramp. There's only parking for four uh, EVC vehicles or wheelchairs. So if you're in one of those, that's all they fit when you get on the boat. And the other thing you have to remember when you're on that ride is if you are in a wheelchair, you have to step down into the boat and be able to get back up out of the boat. It's not something that you're just going to be able to walk in. You need to have that or capability. Wheeling. You, there's no wheeling in or anything else. You have to step down into the boat, uh, similar to Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. So just I wanted to make people aware so of that. So it does require you to transfer from a wheelchair into the, into yes. the ride vehicle. But uh, also, I um, I had a chance to eat. We ate a, a dinner at. I'm not going to do a review of it, but um, we ate dinner at uh, Le Chef de France, and I'd had lunch there a couple of weeks ago. I, and, you know, this was never one of my favorite restaurants, but it's starting to grow on me. I really, to, I really have to say, I was I, I was impressed with the service. I was really impressed with the food. Um, you know, the pricing is what you should expect from any of those restaurants. You're looking at an entree for dinner that's going to run you between 20 and $30, so it's not a cheap meal. Yeah. But I have to say, I, it was one of the restaurants I always passed over, but I'm finding that the availability there is pretty good. Um, most of the restaurants around World Showcase were packed on Saturday night, uh, and there was good availability at, uh, you usually you can get into Nine Dragons, of course, because okay. that's, yeah, that's, that's pretty much like... Sh- Shoveling crap onto a plate. It's harder to get into Macy's. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but, you know, Le Chef de France was open, like I said, was available. And, and like I said, I had lunch there a couple of weeks ago, and I was kind of impressed with the, the lobster bisque is really good. The French onion soup is really good. It's my favorite there, French um, onion soup. And, uh, well, it's I, one I, of the most appealing places at night. As you're walking by, it's kind of dark around there, and that yeah. place glows. It's got mm-hmm. like an amber glow to it. I'm always envious of the people that are inside. And very personable servers. I have to say, the two servers I've had there in the last few weeks were very personable, 
and uh, it was really nice. I, it was a really. I, I will go back there. I will mm-hmm. go back there, and that's saying something because you know if you've listened to the show for any length of time, I'm pretty snooty about where I eat. Um, I'll have to check it out myself. And I'm not going to say the food was over the top phenomenal, but it was good. It was good. You know, I, I didn't feel like I got ripped off. I didn't feel like I got ripped off. So, I think that's a really good thing to say about any of the food at Disney World. I think there are certain places that get a, a reputation or a cachet about them, and everybody has to go to them because it's a must-do kind of restaurant. And I think what happens is that sets a lot of people up for disappointment. These are not five-star restaurants. No. You're not getting a five-star dining experience. You're eating in a theme park and getting decent food at very high prices, but it, none, none of it is of the quality you would expect in a large metropolitan area for the same price or less. And the pricing, you know, as you said, it's, you're, you're, you're going to be paying premium rates for this stuff. But it doesn't necessarily. Unfortunately, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to get a good meal. Le Cellier right now is the the must do place. It's the darling, and that's almost impossible to get priority seatings. And so that's why you know I'm because every time I go, I try you know I never think to make a priority seating because I go over, you know, kind of spur of the moment, and I never I'm never able to get into Le Cellier. And I'm not a real big fan of uh, the Rose and Crown. It's not bad, but it's not my no. No, nowhere near my first. I like choice. the pub. Pub's good. Um, of course you do, <laughs> flaming alcoholic. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, I'll tell you, Le Chef de France. If if you if you're looking for some place to go have a a good meal with good service and a nice environment, I can I can really recommend it. I can really recommend That's it. So cool. I I wanted to make sure I mentioned that. Um, it's also one of the bigger restaurants there. Le Cellier, I think, I, I can't, I don't have a number of seats, but when you go in Le Cellier, it's not really a big place. It's much smaller than Chefs de France. Yes, it is. So it is. that's why some of the ADRs are a little bit harder to get. It does get a little cramped in Le Chefs de France because they have those those tables like right on top of each other, and you're going to hear the conversation at the table next to you whether you want to or not. But uh, aside from that, aside from that, I was I was real impressed. I give him, I give him a thumbs up. Peter, I was over at uh, Flower and Garden in Epcot today, and I'm trying to get pictures of the Rose Garden. And I there's I something wrong with this, that Rose Garden. And I think I've figured it out. I think they've gone and planted more of the same variety. Yeah. In in the Rose Garden walkway. So that it's not, you know, it used to be one type of rose, and then you'd go a couple uh, rose bushes, and then it'd be another type. And I think they just picked the worst-looking roses. I really do. Not only that, but Walter and I were noticing the number of dead roses yes. that were on so many of those bushes. They might have a blight. They're not or trimming having, them? They might just have a, they weren't. a bad crop this year i've never seen it like that yeah before. but usually the rose garden mm-hmm. is spectacular i mean i usually spend hours in there just taking pictures of all the different roses the ones with the orange and reds in them oh. and 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 i've got pictures from past years that are incredible and this year they're all brown and crappy now my two favorite things though they are every year but the uh the water features the water gardens that they that they do they, they spectacular yeah. water gardens and the outdoor living space over in the World Showcase, where they show, like, they have like the uh, the summer kitchen. Oh yeah, the examples of what you could do for a summer kitchen, and oh, what it's I, a nice place to just go and yeah. sit too. It is, 
And I mean, uh, the summer kitchen they have out there, I'm telling you, would cost you 50000 Easy to put into your house. But still, it's nice to dream. And it's beautiful. Really, they, two of my favorite things every year. And they did a really nice job with both this yeah. year. One of the things, um, I like to stop and smell the roses, not to be so <laughs> cliche, but, you know, I noticed because the few that I did get to smell, they all smelled the same. And normally you have different scents from each different type of rose. And there were so many yellow ones. Not that, you know, yellow roses aren't beautiful, but I just, I'm used to seeing like the pink and white or the peace rose, which is like a right. peachy color. I mean, different ones, but they're just not there. I think, I think we all agree that yeah. uh, the rose garden is a real disappointment this year. Outside of that, though, I give I give very oh, yeah. very high marks to what they've done uh, this year at Flowering Garden. I All the topiaries, topiaries yep, I think topiaries. their topiaries were were sp- more spectacular topiaries this year than I think we've seen in years past. Yeah, and especially coming into the park, the uh, the pirate ship, yeah, uh, I think is phenomenal, and of course that fifteen foot Goofy is, uh-huh. is phenomenal. So. I think overall they've done a phenomenal job. I just think the real disappointment this year is is the Rose Garden. Yeah, and the other disappointment is the Odyssey Pavilion where they used to – well, they had the uh, different displays over near interventions – and <laughs> that's where you could go get interventions. Is this, that's where you go for rehab. <laughs> <laughs> Your family comes in and gives you planting advice. <laughs> they confront you on your bad garden. <laughs> I can never get that straight. Interventions. <laughs> I I just that name doesn't. <laughs> I if I could. To you're save using my the life, wrong, I can't say. You're an using the wrong fertilizer. Oh, <laughs> oh every do week. You know, it's do you know something. how this garden is hurting us? <laughs> All right. Uh, we love you, Bob. I know. We love you. But come just, on, this podcast would be so boring if you didn't if you didn't misspeak. If God. one of us didn't misspeak about something. I hit against the mic every week. <laughs> <laughs> but interventions uh, over near the uh, where they had all the displays and everything, uh, they eliminated that and moved it over to the Odyssey Pavilion. And there's not really that much in there. I, I guess it's not a huge space, though. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I was just disappointed. And I in also. That. I also agree with something you said last week about the American Pavilion. They really ought to be ashamed of themselves Isn't that a shame? for doing absolutely nothing. I'm, I'm furious Look about Look at all that. that space they have right they there. They have a beautiful space there, and it is the host country. Exactly. You know, and they ignore it. They, it's just absolutely ignored. The restaurant is completely ignored. And, of course, for Flowering Garden, you could do, I don't know, something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one, those flowers, it's like... Yeah, show me something interesting. I mean, they they had that back area where the flower, the garden is, and they did absolutely nothing, and that and that just was really disappointing. So and we also, uh, when we were there, uh, Tony Orlando was uh, was performing, and Walter and I were wondering if you know they put him up at the Grand Floridian, or does he get a room at the All Stars? <laughs> you know, and three times on the All Stars. If you the uh, the line the line to get in to see him though. And as we're walking through, I said to Walter, I said, you watch. There's not one person under 50 on this line. And there wasn't. <laughs> There's but now one performer under 50. <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> but uh, 
But the flowers are, are looking good, what, except for the rose garden. Yeah, but we're going to wrap up our discussion on flowering garden, and John has some information to tell us about uh, some stuff Dreams Unlimited is going to be doing on one of the upcoming Mediterranean cruises. I do. I, I mentioned a couple of times this, uh, the transatlantic cruise that's coming up over to Barcelona, and I keep forgetting to mention this, and I'm remiss, is that the first cruise, when they get there after the transatlantic cruise, is the first time the Disney magic is ever going to be in the Mediterranean. This is a big deal. They're going to be going to ports of call they've never seen before. And um, people are very, very excited about it. There's a lot of people, a lot of Dizzers are on that cruise. So we have one of our agents is actually going to be on that cruise as well, Tracy Whipple. And she is going to be hosting a couple parties while on board. She's going to be hosting a party for the people on the Diz. And I wanted to mention this on the podcast in case you don't get over to the Cruise Meets threads and are able to follow what's going on. But she's going to have a Sweet Dreams and Sweet Treats party. And I don't want to give away too much, but she's planned a whole bunch of really great stuff, really great giveaways and uh, theming and things like that. So if you're going to be on the May 26th, first ever Disney Cruise Line Mediterranean Sailing, um, I would suggest trying to get in touch with Tracy. And that's Tracy, T-R-A-C-Y, at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Um, Dreams Unlimited Travel is actually sponsoring this event. We've put up uh, some money for it, and we've uh, authorized her to go about and do some things. So we're really excited to be a part of that. In addition to that, um, she's also throwing a second party just for Dreams Unlimited Travel clients. And Kevin and I have been involved in getting the goodie bag together for this cruise and y'all are going to be envious you're going to be envious yeah. of what they're getting i um, still haven't seen what you're sending out so. i brought the pins today oh yeah those those are great. Those are really cool um i don't want to give everything away because we want some stuff to be surprises but some of the giveaways are going to be awesome i think you can eliminate the pins as being a surprise well <laughs> we, we told them they were going to get pins as oh, part okay. of their gift. so um she's not exactly sure she's got to wait until Disney Cruise Line gets back to her. It's either going to be a cocktail party or it's going to be a brunch at Palo. Ooh, yeah, really? For our clients. And uh, lots of great giveaways, lots of great stuff, lots of fun Damn. stuff. So if you're going to be on the May 26th, first ever Disney Cruise Line Mediterranean Cruise, and you're looking to participate in these parties, get in touch with Tracy. And uh, if you book through Dreams Unlimited Travel, you also get our shipboard credit, which is pretty cool i told you you'd be envious yeah oh wow that's not even mentioning the stuff they're gonna get wow the giveaways so we are have awesome. we have one party for the dizzers correct and we have another party for our dreams unlimited travel clients that is true there's also another couple parties going on that some of the dizzers are throwing themselves that everyone's kind of participating in so this is a big deal everyone's really really excited about this cruise so we wish we would be on it but we're not well that sounds like a lot of fun i, I wish i was Especially if they get to do the Palo Brunch, man. That, That's fun. That. Oh. Really cool. I don't want to make any promises. That's one of the things she's working on, but it's going to be something along those lines. And again, if you're going to be on that cruise, contact Tracy. Yeah, let us know. Let us know, absolutely. Yeah. Tracy, T-R-A-C-Y, at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. The more the merrier. Great. All right, with that, we are going to move on and do listener emails. We have a few, a few to do this week. Uh, Kevin, why don't you go ahead and start? 
I have one from Ryan in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. He says he's a DVC member and using an annual pass for the first time. They're thinking of buying a Disney dining experience card uh, to get an additional 20% off for meals. Uh, they want to know if the 20% off applies to character meals, such as Ohana's Breakfast with Lilo and Stitch, the Princess Storybook Meal at the Oscar Shoes, the Playhouse Dining, or excuse me, Playhouse Disney at Hollywood and Vine. And according to Disney... The answer is yes. It's good at 20% off is good at those restaurants for the cardholder and nine people as long as they're all on the same check. Cool. That That's, seems to be about the best deal you're going to get on, uh, on, on meals right. is, is going through the Disney Dining Plan. And again, we want to reiterate, it's available only to annual pass holders. Or Florida residents, or Florida cast residents. members, or operating partners of Disney. So yes, Ryan, the answer is yes. You will get your 20% discount. And I got to tell you, we're uh, card carriers. It pays for itself after a couple of meals. Great. Great. John? I have one from Kathy Warner. Do you know her? No. Not related to her. She's from Louisville, Kentucky. I would like to know uh, what it's like to cruise solo. Is there anything, any place to get a good deal on cruising alone? Um, there really isn't. As a matter of fact, it costs you more money to cruise by yourself. Disney will charge you 175% of the single-person cruise fare before taxes and, and all the other stuff. Port charges are added in. So it actually costs you more to travel alone. If you can find someone else to cruise with, you're going to actually save some money. Um, however, they are sensitive to the needs of solo cruisers. There's usually a, at least one meet-and-greet on the cruise early on, either the first night or, or second day of the cruise. Um, so they're not excluding people who are traveling alone. And when you go on the Disney cruise, everybody's so friendly. You yeah, I was it. just about to say that. You know, you can talk to anybody at the pool, you know, yep. and all the make all Yeah, always make friends. Yep. You always make friends on, on the ship. Now, there are some, I, I can say there, there are some uh, discussion boards, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong on this, but CruiseCritic.com is a phenomenal uh, discussion board about cruise, cruise lines in general. Does have I think they have a board there for so solo cruisers, people who are looking to find others to, to you know to cruise with. I don't think I could ever do that, you know, go cruising with somebody I've never met before. No. You know, meet them for the that, first time in the state would room. Be really hard to do. But there are people. I'll tell you, there are people who just love doing it. It's like know. getting a college roommate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ricky he used to work for the Diz. He actually met a met a girl on the cruise ship, and they started dating right after. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anything While he was with someone else on the cruise. Yeah. <laughs> Dog. That was, they were just friends. Uh, yeah. <laughs> was this Andromeda? No. <laughs> no. That's so funny. I didn't say that. You sure? Andromeda. Andromeda. <laughs> Andromeda. I have one, too. Ms. Martin. <laughs> it's from Deb Mara in Point Pleasant, New Jersey. She wants to know how come with all the thousands of rooms on property that there is not a small section of one resort that is pet friendly. And she says all of Universal's resorts are. Um, they don't want pets? I guess not. That's a well, good question. I think, I think part of the problem is that, you know, when you're going to compare Disney and Universal, you have to remember that I think Universal has about a total of 2,500 hotel rooms where Disney has about 22,000, literally. Um, so it's, it becomes a size issue. You know, where, where can you walk them? There's only limited places you can, you can have them. You can't have them in common areas. It, becomes, it just becomes an issue. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, Disney has kennels, but if you're like me with my dog in a million years, I would never put them in a kennel. I just can't do it. I'm not saying that you shouldn't, 
but my I know my dog in particular uh, does not do well in situations like that. So he doesn't do well in in in, unfam- in in any unfamiliar situation. We tried taking him to the Hard Rock with us, and that lasted for about two hours. Um, <laughs> yeah. He just he likes to be with people that he's familiar with and places that he's familiar with. So. Well, Corey and I, we have two miniature pinchers, and we love to travel with them. They travel well. You know, they do stay in hotels okay. You know, well, we've always been in a cottage or something. But um, I would like to see that because then, it, you know, when we take small trips to stay overnight in, you know, somewhere on property, we could just bring them with us. Yeah. Instead of having to find someone to keep them. Well, it's becoming a more expanding trend in in the hotel business right now. More and more hotels are adding pet-friendly rooms. So... Who knows? You know, it's it's certainly maybe not... maybe they'll build just one great big pet friendly resort. You know, oh, that would be amazing. I would love that in Orlando. If you want to eat outside, if you go to a, an establishment that has outdoor eating, you can bring your dog down. Yeah. Oh yeah, we do that a lot. That's a law here in Orlando now. Wow. One of us, the suites, has pet uh, rooms for small dogs, not anything any big dogs. Oh really? I didn't know that. Yeah. And if you have to bring yeah. your pet with you, you can rent a travel trailer and stay at Fort Wilderness. Yep. Yeah, they have a pet area. Designated and to clarify, any service dog is allowed on Disney property. Yeah, right. service dogs don't follow any of the other rules. Yeah, service dogs are even allowed on Disney Cruise Line. There's, yeah. a, there's actually a website, PetTravel.com. Um, you can just plug in where you want to go, and they'll they'll it's, list a bunch yeah, of hotels that are, that are pet friendly. That's how we found a few, like in Key West. It was great. It's awesome. That's great. I yeah. didn't know about that. When we first got our dog, I took it to um, Downtown Disney, and they came out of the woodwork telling us that dogs are not allowed at downtown disney so mm. wow well uh, we we love getting uh, i have a couple here i want to read um we love getting email from everybody we really do but we get an extra special kick out of hearing from our international listeners um i i, I don't know why <laughs> we just really really get a kick out of it and uh we love so any of our international listeners Please, absolutely, go ahead and send your emails in to us. We, we love, to, love to hear them. And I have uh, one from Jan in Germany who writes, I had a great stay at Disney World from April 1st to the 11th, and it was absolutely stunning. As a year-long Disney fan, it was a dream come true for me to dive into this whole new world of fun and happiness. All the cast members and people I talked to uh, were absolutely friendly and kind, and Americans are known for their hospitality, and I can confirm that completely. Jan, I have to correct you on that. No, we're not. <laughs> okay. Some of us are. We t- some of us are, yes. But, you know, you can definitely run into the, the arrogant. The arrogant Americans are not hard to come by. <laughs> go to JFK. Yeah, just go to JFK Airport. Exactly. Um, and... Uh, Jan continues on, uh, the only bad thing of the whole resort area in the parks were very, very busy and crowded, and that the lines were up to two hours to ride, and uh, attractions such as Soarin' or Tower of Terror were about two hours long. And uh, I wasn't able to get to all of them. And sometimes the line for the Living Seas with Nemo and friends reached uh, to interventions, or interventions, depending on if it's Bob. (laughs) That, yeah, that can get long, that ride, because it's so, so slow going through there, and it only has one speed loading it. But I also have a question. I was very disappointed with the Star Wars ride at Disney MGM Studios due to the fact it was not nearly as intense as I thought. I live in a city having a theme park called the Warner Brothers Movie Park that has a Batman simulator that is far better than Star Tours. Do you know if they have decreased the level of intensity 
on Star Tours to make it uh, more more tame. There's been I, I've heard rumors that they will change that they have changed around the uh, the intensity of Star Tours at various points. That's also an older ride now, and what what tends to happen with the, especially with the older rides, I think they can't run them as as intensely as maybe they did in the beginning. Yeah. As as the as the ride ages, because it probably experiences more uh, more mechanical issues. Um, I see. Star Tours is one of the ones I can't go on anymore. It makes okay. th- those simulators like make me nauseous. Yep. I, I think where you sit in the simulator has a difference of your experience. Also, the if worst you sit one up was Body Wars. Oh, Body Wars! Yeah. yeah. We took my dad on Star Tours when they visited. This was several years ago, but when we got off, he was so sick and faint like as soon as we walked out of that exit door he fell to the ground and we had to sit there with him on the floor right outside the exit get a bag if you really want to if you really want to experience something nauseating um you you have to watch a any video that john shoots (laughs) okay i happen to come across i happen to come across a couple of old videotapes from like 10 12 years ago of one of our vacations i was watching it last night and I was watching it actually on my computer monitor, and I've got a fairly big. My monitor is fairly big, and I'm. I had to stop it. It's See? like the Blair Witch Project. <laughs> it is. It's, it's bad. It's like John is John is line of sight video shooting. It's like, like wherever he looks. The, he he tries to get advantage because he holds it up over his head, and then he spins the camera around. <laughs> We have 12 hours of video from Italy. It's just unwatchable. <laughs> I know. I know. I had to go through it. You didn't get the However, memo. However, if you turn the, 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 the actual picture off and just listen to it, the soundtrack is hilarious. Really? <laughs> what happens is I take it while I'm walking. So you get that whole Frankenstein perspective. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's moving back and forth. You do. It's very Blair Witch Italy. Project. <laughs> you keep expecting little twig figures. You see, and I've gotten used to, because I used to shoot video like that, too. But as, you know, because now I, when I shoot video, it's usually something I'm planning on putting on the site. So I, I, kind of, I kind of shoot it from that perspective. So my video's gotten much, much better. I look at video even that I shot four or five years ago. Yeah. And it's gotten so much better. But I actually found a videotape, a VHS tape, Bob, uh, that you had shot uh, when we first all the, the first group of us went on on the, the Wonder oh, yeah. back in 1999 oh, before wow. before Dreams Unlimited launched, and uh, that was pretty wild. That was pretty wild. But yeah, um, we've learned a lot. So Jan, thank you for writing in. We appreciate uh, we appreciate hearing from you. Uh, One other thing to answer with Jan's answer, I don't think they've actually slowed it down much. I think what happens is. You also, there's an effect where newer rides are smoother and more violent. For instance, if you go on Mission Space, it makes Star Tours look tame by comparison. So I think what happens to think older rides is the comparison is the new stuff is smoother and can do more. So you look back at it and think, oh, well, that really wasn't all it was cracked up to be. It was at the time it opened. I guess that's my point. Well, I think it's also time for Star Tours to be updated. Yeah. Uh, really and truly. I mean, I don't think they should do away with the Star, Star Wars theming because they, they, they do a lot around that with Star Wars weekends in May and, and, and that stuff. And, you know, it's a really cool area that they've created for Star Tours. But I think they could do, they could do a new ride vehicle. I think they could do a new, a new plot line, a new movie. I, 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 wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be upset to see that uh, updated, much in the same way they're updating uh, Spaceship Earth. So, 
Well, thank you again, Jan. We have one other one from uh, our good friend John from Australia who's written us uh, before. Uh, he writes, he was happy to hear about our Universal podcast that we're going to be doing, although he could care less about Universal and Disney news being discussed together in our regular podcast. He's sure that our listeners would appreciate it. And I do want to mention that because we've gotten a few emails about the Universal podcast. I had mentioned a few weeks ago we were going to be doing it, and um, we are. Uh, we tried. Uh, but I didn't, I didn't come up with a – I kind of like just took the format that we use for this show and applied it to that, and it didn't work. Uh, I need to come up with a specific format. And for anybody who listened to our show when it first launched last year – um, you'll forgive me if I'm just a little gun-shy about not being sure of my format in the future. <laughs> um, I want to make sure I know what I'm doing before I go into it, learn from my mistakes. I promise you in the next couple of weeks I will have that show up. But uh, I'm just waiting until I can make sure that I've got a proper format for it and that it's, uh, it's as compelling a, a, a podcast as I hope this one is. So uh, He also goes on to write that uh, he nearly wet his pants laughing when listening to discussions regarding ECVs and roller shoes. Uh, we discussed that uh, last week. Bob was talking about uh, how much he's annoyed by the kids with their little roller shoes and how he tries not to run them over or tries to oh, run them over with, that's his, better. Uh, that's better. with his ECV. Um, he writes, I closed my eyes and quickly developed a vivid, vivid image of Bob driving his electric car around World Showcase at 15 miles an hour honking his horn, taking out little kids that have wheels in their shoes. <laughs> That's how I drive. All I, can my say, eyes closed. all I can say is, hail Bob, and we should start a new fan club in his honor. A what? Although a I fan see, club. A fan club for Bob. Although mm-hmm. I, I see myself as a tolerant 30-something, white Anglo-Saxon male, these roller shoes pee me off <laughs> big time. And if Bob wants to call for donations to start the extermination of the Roller Shoe Rodent Society, wow. I would be pleased to kickstart the campaign. All right. <laughs> I have a fan club. <laughs> a little extreme fan club, too. Hey, <laughs> really? I take it. Those are annoying. It's shoes. hard to they get are. those kids out of the grill, too. Just be careful. Yeah. <laughs> well, John, I got to tell you, one of, my, uh, one of my, my missions in life, one of the great things I have to do before I die is come to your, your beautiful country. I have been trying to get to Australia for 20 years. It's the one place. If there's one place on earth, I have to go. And experience it's it's Australia, yeah. and if it kills me in the next five years, I have got to get down there. John's coming here, isn't he? No, uh, John was just here. Oh, yeah, okay. It's the other two girls that had uh, written to us That's um, right. that are coming up, Simone in, uh, and Rachel. Simone and Rachel. Well, you know, like doing food and wine, in the May. best exhibit they have is for Australia. Yes, it is the most popular. Oh yeah, oh yeah. The I mean, line is always out the wazoo. You know. Crazy. Well, there's a there's a real. I think there's a real mystique about Australia here in, in the United States. Um, just, I, I think well, you kind of can't get any further away. Yeah. But beyond that, I think, you know, there's so many really unusual elements. We have nothing to compare to here. Right. Great barrier reef, for example, oh, yeah, that's air rock. Um, you know, just the, it's all the giant waves they have. Shrimp. I mean, those things. Oh my God. It's so scary. Yeah. I wasn't Shrimp joking on the when Bobby. I said that. I, I wasn't joking. I think it's, it's as, the other as, side of the world. As far us. as you can get away from home exactly so i think that's kind of part of the mystique for me you can't really go any further so i I wasn't joking about that that's i I just it's always held it's always held a a certain mystique for me as well and uh, one of these days one of these days i'm definitely going to make it down under send bob to australia not before (laughs) pete goes send pete to australia sorry (laughs) <laughs> Some Bob to Australia. <laughs> if Bob's going to Australia, I want to go to that movie premiere. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and that is going to do it for us uh, this week. Thanks, everybody, who wrote in. And please, by all means, 
go ahead and send us your comments. Podcast at WDWinfo.com. Or you can go to our podcast main page, podcast.wdwinfo.com. And as always, if we use your email on our show, we will send you your very own Diz Unplugged t-shirt. And that will do it for us this week, folks. We hope you enjoyed our show. And we'll be back with you next Tuesday with another edition of the Diz Unplugged Roundtable. You all have a great week.